from the All-Ireland Business Foundation. This is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Colm McCarthy of Mac Landscapes, the go-to landscaping service in Limerick, offering a wide range of gardening, landscaping and lawn treatments. Mac Golf also offers a full golf course management service and Cullum himself is a director at Rathban Golf Course. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Cullum. Cullum, here at AIBF, we're absolutely honoured that you'll be inducted as a fellow of the All-Ireland Business Foundation because of your contribution to entrepreneurship that we've gotten to know over the last number of years you know, in auditing the work that you've been doing at Rathban Golf Course. I'd love to get to know the Colin McCarthy himself and to take us all back on that entrepreneurial journey to where it all came from. Uh, thanks very much for having me today, Elena. Thanks very much to the AIBF for everything over the last couple of years. You know, um, we, we we saw a, a, relative, a business that was very close to us do it, looked into it, and we were really, really um, delighted that we came on board with you. Um, I suppose for me, I, I kind of I started uh, playing golf very young, uh, about twelve, I'd say. Well, not relatively. Now I feel like it was a long time ago, but started playing golf. Really, just um, fell in love with the facility that was there, and uh, you know, being perfectly honest about it, you know, golf is an expensive sport. I'm not from um, a wealthy family, and it was ideal for us. It was on the doorstep from where I grew up. Um, went up, started playing with a couple of my buddies, kept me off the streets, kept me out of trouble, and uh, just had this real um, uh, an interest in cutting grass from being up around the golf course. So um, borrowed my dad's lawnmower and uh, started cutting grass. And uh, one of the stories I said to a few people was, um, you know, you talk about kind of having entrepreneurial flair and whatnot, but at the age of about 14 or 13, it clicked to me that there was a little house that stayed up the road from where I grew up and there was 33 houses and there was a public area and it was never caught and maintained properly. So I took my dad's, um, he had a petrol flymo, tiny, tiny one. I'd cut the public area, cut all the entrances, and then I'd walk around door to door saying to everyone, you know, I'm after cutting the public area and if you want to give me a couple of quid, you know, I'll, I'll keep cutting it. And everyone would say, okay, how much? I'd say, oh, well, five euro. But if you give me 10 euro, I'll cut your garden as well. And the, every single person would say, yeah. So I was coming out with 330 euro uh, about every 10 days for, um, yeah, for like the, the majority of the year. Everyone was happy. Everyone, and some people, they'd give you the 10 without even having to cut their garden. But like when you're, 13 or 14 it's a lot of money and i even my mom always says it to me she never she didn't know what was happening the first few weeks because i kept coming home giving her half the money and i'd give my dad a tenner then for like the wear and tear in the machine <laughs> and they were looking on what are you doing but i suppose with that then you know i i kind of kept it going kept it going and i actually saved up enough money my best buddy drove me up the road to Clanmel on his little 125 motorbike and I bought like a barn find is an understatement this thing was literally in a barn surrounded by hay I bought this beautiful little white van I've always said in case anyone's out there listening the registration is 99WW5812 it's a wide open <laughs> combo 1.7 diesel and I buy it back and I made so much money in my head I was like, I'm a millionaire. I'm driving around this van, cutting gardens and just loving my life. And I, I, I couldn't, 
get over it. And it, from there, then I suppose I got into the golf. Um, I had a very good mentor inside in the golf course. Um, he then encouraged me to go to college. I do not like the idea of sitting behind a, like or in a room all day every day. Now it's happening to me um, as things have developed. But uh, back then I was like, no, I'm I'm very outdoorsy. So I decided to go the long route and I did uh, say my, my level six in greenskeeping and I started doing all these courses. Um, I looked through the day, I think I've 21 separate courses done now and most of them would be level six. I'm actually in the middle of doing a level six and a level eight at the minute as well and uh, kind of grew from there. And about four years ago, I got the opportunity to buy the company through the managing director of the, the company previous to me. Um, was a little bit older, lived in another part of the country. Myself and my wife was actually the clubhouse manager. I was the the manager on site, we'll say. And, uh, you know, he gave me this really, really good opportunity and he asked me did I want to buy it, and I did. And uh, in the middle of all of that happening, I also had the landscaping company going in the background, which has really, really taken off. I've teamed up with a, a business partner called Darren Deegan, um, who would be more kind of hard landscaping, property maintenance specialist, and I would be soft landscapes, grass, trees, and things like that, flowers. And uh, we kind of teamed up, and the two of them now are running really, really well together. But um, I suppose it is a lot that I have taken on. There, but there I, I, yeah. But I think you've shown there through taking us on your journey that you were never afraid of hard work, you know, and of rolling up the sleeves. So so go back then to, so right now, you're spearheading out, outside there at Ratban Golf Course and maintaining all of those beautiful greens and making sure they're all, but then you've got the separate businesses at the other side of things as well. Yeah, so we've... We have a landscaping company, which was, it started off, as I said, with me just cutting lawns and whatnot, but what it's developed into now is um, what I try, like, you know, when customers are ringing you and you you really learn so much when you are when you get talked to people, like, uh, you know, what's your situation here? Like, someone will ring me and say, oh, I have a big lawn, can you cut it? And I'm like, okay, well, what's big? So to some people, big is 100 square meters. And then as I, you know, I mentioned to you before we started, we have one customer whose front lawn is eight acres. And that is a big, they did say we have a big lawn, <laughs> you know, but we're kind of looking at, well, because of my greenskeeping background, um, I would be extremely specialized in lawn and turf. And, uh, you know, I, I suppose I, I did a stint. I worked in the University of Limerick as well for a while. And, um, we're really trying to put that polish on kind of high-end residential houses. Um, you know, I liken it to the likes of um, Adair Manor outside, like you know, just, uh, another fantastic facility in Limerick. But this real polished, clean and tidy, striped up, everything immaculate. And, you know, you're running work schedules as well. And that now has lent itself into the commercial side of things. So, like, we have a small commercial road sweeper on the go um, as well. We've got tractor sprayers. And we also do a lot of um, pitch maintenance as well. So, spraying, sanding, aerating. You've and, really you know, diversified, you know, into the sporting grounds, but also into the residential side of things as well. Yeah, it, it, it kind of lends itself it's all the same it's just as you know it, it kind of goes from cutting the smaller lawns up to the bigger ones it's basically equipment and then like on a normal day i maintain 125 acres as it is 
So unless you're ringing me saying, you know, oh, we've, I've got another golf course to maintain, it's it's literally the same thing. And even if if we do, like that is the the vision with the Rathbun is run by a company called Mac Trading. That is the idea behind that company is that it's a golf management company that can come in give professional advice, you know, like the reporting and analysis of, you see, like one thing I've been working a lot on is uh, my ability to read a set of accounts. I can read a soil analysis report in two seconds. I know exactly what's going on and what to do and to rectify it. But, you know, we're kind of gone more into the the business side of things now as well. So it's it's easy for me with my background to run the golf course and then coming in running the business. And that was something that we saw. It really tests us with COVID, um, how our business is going to adapt. Like a lot of businesses, we were closed down and that was quite difficult. But I think we, we came through it quite well, you know. And tell me, Colm, what's the biggest challenge um, and perhaps opportunity that you see in front of yourselves now? Because you've ridden that crest and that wave, you've shown the resilience muscle coming through COVID at a time when things were locked down. Um, and people, I think, are, are showing even more pride in their grounds, in their areas that they have to keep. Um, yeah, I think COVID was... A blessing in a lot of ways, but it was very bad. And I would never ever do it again if I had the choice. <laughs> um, for for golf as a whole, um, there's just been this huge resurgence. I mean, I know same with a, a buddy of mine as a gym, and he said, you know, people are working out, people are looking after themselves a bit better, people are spending money. Um, on themselves a little bit better and uh, thinking about themselves you know especially with say holidays and things like that as well and what we've seen with golf is that there was a huge huge uptake i mean as i said i'm studying my level eight in golf management at the minute and i was only reading um a couple of uh, different papers there earlier and uh like the figures they're talking about i mean a 45 percent increase in golf in ireland and the uk you know huge increase in the space of a year and a half to two years we ourselves actually we um you know one good thing about having one or two people in charge you're not going to committees you're not discussion and then thrashing things out so you can make really rapid decisions and um i remember um the t-shock came out and uh he said that or one of the things that came out of it so i don't think he said it directly but basically if you play golf you had to be a member of a golf club so I was straight onto my phone, in shot. I did a, a little graphic, and it was, uh, you know, join Rathba now. Um, I think it was May time was the reopening, mid-May. Uh, for the rest of the year, 250 quid. And in one month, we took in 400-plus members. Wow. Yeah, this just is And the hardest invasion. job, Colm, is probably getting people in the door because once they're in yeah. and they experience it and they feel it, they yeah. stay in. It's easier to yeah. keep onto them. Yeah, our retention rate has gone up. I mean, we usually would have had like this natural attrition of, you know, an average of maybe five, six percent. And now that that's dropped down further to like maybe two percent. Now we do generally retain people. I think we're, you know, we're supplying a very good product at a very affordable price, as difficult as it is for every single business now. Um, but I think, you know, in looking at it, even going into the landscape and with COVID, so people are the same, like people are going in and um, they're spending huge money now in their gardens, they're doing patios and our, 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 I suppose our main thought process of it is if you're going to do something you do once you do it right, so like we'll do a full drawing, I'd always say to someone some people might call and say will you do a patio I'd always say look will you put in lights or something, some people don't want that but and, they're, and I explain to them, run the cable 
for electrics it might cost you 200 quid but if you ever want to put in lights you ever want to put in sockets it's here you just get an electrician to plug in so having that experience of doing it over the years mm. and just saying to someone look this is the hard work it's very easy for someone to plug into that you know and i think you know one of the courses i did last year uh, coming into Christmas, I usually load myself with courses coming into the winter <laughs> because I have more time in the office. I did project management. And, um, <clears throat> you know, if if anyone's ever done a course, and I, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd in that sense, I just absolutely love the course. And we've really brought that into the business. I would say, right, here's a scope document, you know, here's a, a timeline document as well for what we're going to do, what we're going to carry out, a full costings and, and all, everything like that. So really trying to professionalize the business, mm -hmm. I suppose, in that sense. And I suppose in my head, it's gone from the young lad driving a little white van into a company with 25 employees turning the bones of a million in a year now and it's a completely different beast and i i still stand back and look and go like how do the likes of apple aib all these big huge companies like how do they actually operate at that level it's 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 something else but i do feel that if you can run a business with 10 people you could run a business with a thousand people absolutely Cullum, given all the experience in your journey over the last decade or two we'll call it to keep the age at bay but given that experience that you have looking back in hindsight if you were to have a chat with that 14 year old you who was just about to embark on his journey even before you got that first fan what advice would you give to yourself or what would you say to yourself um to myself i think i was very lucky because um my dad when i was a kid like my dad worked 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 and you know he worked in factories my mom was the same um and there was always this really strong work ethic that was kind of given home to us and very much um uh, they would kind of instill in us the value of money quite a bit like if we wanted a tenor we had to do something for it and like your cleaning your room did not count that has to be done anyway <laughs> doing the dishes did not count I must and remember I, I, those ones. Yeah, yeah. They're all the, you have to do that just to live here um, once. And I think I was lucky that I kind of understood it was going to be hard. I kind of knew from a young age, I wanted quite a big, large commercial business. I, like, even as a goal, uh, you know, I was there thinking about goals and content. And that, that's that's something that's important to me. But I suppose giving my, myself a bit of advice is um, as hard and as, as, as tough as I was willing to work, it is a lot harder than you think. And I think younger kids that are coming up now are very soft compared to our age group plus. And um, I think the likes of social media, TikTok, Instagram has had a massive influence in this that, you know, they think it's normal to be in an infinity pool drinking cocktails in Dubai and that it's just things that are handed to you as opposed to really, really working. And instead of having the flash car, having the real good foundational stuff. I was very lucky I got a I got to buy a house um very young. I got married extremely young, much to everyone looking at me when we got married. And you know, we're in a second house now and it, it takes a lot of grit to do it. And I think that's something that people don't understand when they, they see that you might have a nice car now, you might have a nice house now and they're looking kind of going, you know, you, you have it for nothing and they don't realise that when you own a business, your brain is on 24 seven, like 11 o'clock at night, you think I never did this back out to the office or you're making notes for tomorrow. And, you know, I'm a terror for if I'm driving, making calls, eating, 
um, maybe like scheduling a call. If I know I'm driving for an hour to Dublin, I'll say to someone, I will call you tomorrow between 11 and 12 because I know I'm going to be on the road. So it's a constant kind of, you know, utilizing your time and things like that. Mm. So I suppose great would be the word. <laughs> great. So some really good advice um, that went in there. Colm, if you're just to leave our listeners, I think, on, on a, I suppose, a parting win for you. So if you were to think about your best achievement personally and professionally, you know, as an entrepreneur, what would that be? Um, I think because I was always doing the landscaping, I kind of, I'm, I'm very happy with how that goes and all of the clients we have. You know, I try to sit down with our clients at the end of every year and say, you know, are you happy? Very first question, are you happy? Where can I improve? But I think the day that I sat down and wrote a check to buy the company that I'd worked for, I'm trying to think now, it was 2019 that I bought it and I started working for them in 2005. So I've been working for them for 14 years and I was cutting a check to buy it off of um, the previous managing director. To be fair, you know, he was very, very good about it. He he really, really showed me what I needed to do to get up and running. But I think that was probably my biggest achievement was being able to buy it out and then run it right. And I don't mean that in any kind of a negative connotation toward him. It was more that I'm very much boots on the ground. I'm, I'm in Rathbane, I would say an average of six days a week, if not seven. I usually pop up on a Sunday as well. That's the one day I try to take off. Um, but I'm usually working at home. But, you know, very, very boots in the ground, hands-on. And that's the way. It's actually a difficulty for me because I generally tend to micromanage because I'm very detail-orientated. And I try to pull back out of that and show people what to do. Let them learn by their mistakes within reason. Um, but I, I'd say that would be my my biggest now would be cutting that check and actually buying the company. Colm, it's been absolutely fantastic listening to your story and journey. And I'm sure so many of our listeners, it really resonates, I think, you know, your whole journey and what a hard work you are. And, you know, you're reaping the fruits of your labor now. And long may that continue. A huge congratulations to you once again on attaining your fellowship from the All-Ireland Business Foundation. Um, and we wish you the very, very best of luck in the future, Colm. Thanks very much, Lynn. Thanks for listening to Business Talk today. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially our forthcoming events like our Leaders Forum and Christmas Lunch in the Aviva Stadium on December the 8th, check out our website, aibf.ie forward slash events. It will be great to see you there. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl, goodbye.